If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's happening, friends? Welcome to the 302nd edition of Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox show for uh, June 28th, 2017, the, the depths of summer here in the wake of E3. Coming up on this week's show, a brand new game teased, complete with an awesome little trailer called Somerville from the co-creator of Limbo and Inside. we got a lot to talk about with regards to that. Also, Call of Duty 4 Remastered finally getting its standalone release. Not so much on Xbox yet so uh that's <laughs> dumb and annoying and we'll talk about that and also the studio head at arcane makers of dishonored and prey is uh is stepping down so we'll talk through that as well be sure to subscribe to us on youtube if you do not already unlocked has its own youtube channel youtube.com slash ign unlocked or of course and or subscribe on your favorite podcast services i'm ryan mccaffrey Strangely to my right, Marty Sleva. What's happening? Throwing a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got the shark man himself, Sean Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. The ever popular, the returning hero, <laughs> the freshly return. shorn. Yeah. Mark Medina, looking Hi. sharp over there. Hello, everybody. Good to see you, my friend. Hello. Thank you. Everybody, you're the most popular on the uh, cast member. I don't know about that. But, people uh, are either mad at Sean for some <laughs> opinion he had, or they're mad at me for pretty much everything. Or I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been mad at Marty for existing. Too much goofing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been on a podcast with Sean. I've never seen this. Really? Little, that threw me for a loop right now. I was like, it did. Okay. Yeah. It usually throws people for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly oh, because no one knows what it is. <laughs> Where did that come from? Moving up, moving up. Where did Chomp uh, Chomp? It's, Chum, a, Chum, it's, a, it's a long story, but that's the nickname. Yeah, that's why. Uh, well, I just wanted to tell you a quick story because I totally forgot last week, and it's it's becoming less and less relevant with each passing day. But <laughs> So I sort of teased this. Uh, I almost had to miss E3 for the really? strangest of reasons. So I got a – in San Francisco, <laughs> you are you are on call for jury duty when you get a jury duty summons for the mm-hmm. entire week. It's not just oh, one day no. and then you're free or or you have to go in. It's you Monday you have to you call Friday and it's like okay well you're fine don't you're you're good Monday don't we don't need you and you got to go Tuesday Wednesday oh, Thursday no. Friday you got to make it through the whole week. Uh, Wait, even if they don't choose you? Well, but yeah, you have so you have you have basically you have to clear it five times before Boss you're off mode. the hook. Yeah. yeah. So, because uh, everywhere else it's just like because I've had jury duty probably three times, and yeah, you yeah. just call 
and they're like, oh, numbers between this and this, and then right. that, everybody not, else you're done fine. for the year. <laughs> not so much here in uh, in San Francisco. So uh, I made it made it three days in, and then finally Thursday. This is the week before E3. I, w- I was due to leave, get on a plane on Saturday morning to be mm-hmm. down there for the EA Play conference, and then everything else. But I figured. It's fine. I'm I, I'm not going to request. I didn't request the defer thing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I have a plane ticket booked for my business, and then I was also going to Disneyland with my family immediately afterwards. So I had these like two ironclad excuses. Judge comes in, says, "All right, this is going to be one of the shortest trials, like a little one or probably two day trial." Uh, so apparently, because of that, he was just not having any of it, any mm. any excuses whatsoever. So they come around the room, you know, who, who's got, uh, well, first of all, I got, I ended up in seat 24, which, you know, one through 12 are like the default first up, right? but yeah. then it ends up shuffling a lot mm-hmm. and people fall out or excused or whatever. So I'm in 24, uh, it, and he's like, so who's got, all right, raise your hand if you have a hardship right here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm on a, I have a, a business trip. I have travel booked. I have a conference in LA. Uh, oh, how many people are in your company? This I realized trap yeah. question. Yeah, Wait, trap you, said, question. you said too many. Oh. You said too many. Way right? too many because the the it was the it's an irrelevant oh, question. Right. It's they, an irrelevant question. Is he setting it up like if there's a lot of people, then they're not? So I said you like they don't, they don't need you. I actually don't. I have no idea how many people work here. I said <laughs> I said 150 because I think between the whole everyone at E3, yeah. yeah, like 150. So I was like, okay, about 150 people. He said, okay, uh, well you'll you'll. You'll get to your Disneyland trip. But what is that? I, I, am, I was like, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm uh, sort of vital, to vital to my, <laughs> not not to brag, but I'm not trying to. Just like I'm sort of a vital member of our team. Lead previews at no, this is a giant preview. And it's event. a preview yeah. event. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, and then uh, there was a there was a um, a mom who uh, I probably had the most, in my opinion, ironclad <clears throat> situation, uh, but it, he was not letting anybody else out. The whole time. So, wow. A long story short. So they're going through. They're they have to sit through all the interviews, the picking the jury, mm. and they they were going in order. So if someone would get booted from the jury box for whatever reason, it went first seat thirteen goes in, then fourteen. So I'm in twenty four. It gets down to twenty three. Guy person twenty three ends up on the jury, and then so then the judge is like, okay, to do either of the. Either of the uh, lawyers want to let anybody go or challenge anything, and they're finally they're like, "Nope, we're good." So, but then there were still the two alternates, and I thought, yeah. "Well, what kind of how <laughs> dumb would it be if after all that I end up, still end up missing a giant chunk of E three just to sit there and do nothing yeah. as an alternate?" <laughs> but thankfully, uh, they didn't choose me as an alternate. But so as, you snuck out of there by the skin of your teeth. Right, very sprints out of very the close. I was <laughs> just, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like I get that. The judge is trying to move things along, and sure. do, yeah. but it's like, dude, like, come! I have, like, you got to be kidding me with yeah. this. So, never, just uh, never underestimate the power of a <laughs> stickler of a judge. I there guess. Yeah. <sighs> Thankfully, I did not miss any E three. I've never done jury duty. You've been summoned a bunch. You just refuse to go. It's weird. I don't really know what <laughs> happened. Like I know you're supposed to at least once a year. You're supposed to get a summons. It well, may it's not get not once it's a not, year. It's, it's, it's completely least, random. Yeah. Like it's okay. I've, I haven't gotten one in my now years. I'm okay. 30 years old, really? and they must be going to like my parents' house or something because I've literally never even seen one in the 12 years I've supposed to have been getting oh, them. Weird. This was so. my second one in 18 months. 
Oh so, wow! Yes, yeah. see, some people are super nervous. unlucky. I'm just gonna make I don't know. I haven't had yes. one in seven or eight years. Every time I yeah. went, I wasn't even on the like jury stand. I was just like in the audience, the gallery, part. like yeah. they never even talked to me, and yeah. I got to just leave. Uh, but then I haven't got one in a long time. But I know people like where it's like it seems like clockwork every twelve months. Yeah, I don't, and it's like you know, I any other time it would have been. I mean, I I am so lucky. I lo- I love my job. I enjoy mm. my job. I would rather be here. Than on a jury, which I know is like not a civically minded thing to say, but sure. I mean, I have to imagine. No one can blame you for that. I have to imagine some people might want to take a break from their job and go sit Judge on a jury. People. And, yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, like, uh, you know, it's a vital time of year. <laughs> but man, it's just like uh, not not so good on the timing. Yeah. Thankfully, I, get that. I did escape. Dodge a bullet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the news, shall we? Uh, but well, actually, no, I wanted it's a slow news week, so I wanted to do a couple of emails. We never do this. Mm. So Doug DeShazer, who I know is a longtime fan, he writes in, says, he ha- I have a question that only the number one Xbox podcast team could get to the bottom of for me. So we'll forward this over to Major Nelson. And <laughs> we'll get back to you now. Uh, <laughs> because the Xbox One X dev kit has an upgraded SSD hard drive in it, could a consumer X theoretically be upgraded with an SSD to see the same benefit? And the question is, or the answer to that is sort of. You can't swap out the internal drive, <laughs> right. uh, which is where the OS lives. You can totally plug in an SSD externally and store all your games on there so that at least when you're in a game, it is pulling, yeah. it is loading yeah, things from and there. it's pulling off of the SSD drive. So, And I do think that at launch, people were testing out whether or not you actually got a speed boost from yeah. uh uh, SSD yeah, Digital Foundry did a HDD. huge, awesome feature on that yeah. back at launch. And if I recall right, although don't quote me on it, there was a ne- it was a small but noticeable yes. boost in time. Yes, like, yeah, I, I in remember. A matter, it was you know twenty seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. Is there a reason Xbox has like kept with their no swappable hard drives like policy? Like PS4 is like super easily swappable, but now we've got three Xbox One iterations. All of them are closed case. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they've they've said from day one, hey, go go nuts with externals, yeah. plug mm-hmm. in whatever you want. But I'm sure it's just an ease of manufacturing thing if sure. I had to get. But I don't actually know. Yeah, I mean, I get where manufacturers head at as far as they don't want their consumers opening up the box sure. and tinkering with it and potentially yeah. messing something up. Yeah, sure. It's like the Apple mentality. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you agree with that. Yeah. Of here's a thing, and when you want it to be done, upgrade it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, Doug, hope that helps you out a little bit. Let's go to uh, an email from Joe, Nintendo Iker. Says, let's talk about EA Originals. EA is a massive company. When the EA Originals program was announced last year, uh, Patrick Soderlund announced the objective of the program as such, saying, quote, we'll seek a few projects each year for EA Originals and partner with them throughout the process of development to marketing to publishing. And and, uh, Joe notes, so far we've gotten two announcements or however the heck you say that, Marty, mm-hmm. F-E, and this year's A Way Out, which was all of our favorite game yeah. from that conference yeah. that wasn't called Anthem because we didn't really see Anthem until the next day. <laughs> right. So, Faye and A Way Out. Do you feel that EA is delivering on their promise? Are they using the program simply as a goodwill ploy? A Way Out looks interesting, but I highly doubt the team behind the Acclaim Brothers would have struggled to find funding for the project. Uh, this, is a f- this is a fair topic to bring <clears> up here, Marty. <throat> Let's talk to Joe. So you have the two down here, uh, th- and that's sort of misleading because we have, we've already had Unraveled. And that, yep. Granted, that wasn't one of the original EA originals, but then we also have Unraveled 2 in development, we know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just o- earlier this week, they announced um, 
think it's called Submerged or Sunken, uh, and it's oh, a game. Yeah. Russ Pitts, who used to work at Polygon, is writing it, and it's a uh, it's a really cool looking artsy game. The art sort of reminds me of Rhyme, but it's a uh, you know it's this this society has been completely flooded, and so you're this character on a boat going through a city, but there's also this like giant beast underwater. It almost seems like Last Guardian is. Like was there a trailer for that? Because I... Uh, I feel like it was just revealed a couple days ago, it? and it was similar Gosh, to another game from game. two years ago. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I believe that's, that's one of this because I saw Soderlund's comments about how excited he was for this game. And uh, yeah, like I think it's kind of weird that we saw Fee last year at E3 and then haven't heard pretty much anything about it since. Mm. Not a peep. Um, a way out seems like it's one of those it'll be done when it gets done games. So I'm They're saying early 2018. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you have a note here. Who's to say that there aren't a ton in development right now that we just don't know about? Yeah. yeah. I'd also say, like, my perspective on these is less is more, right? Like, comparing it to movies, right? Originals or is, like, the indie version. It would be like uh, uh, Focus Features, right? A smaller studio that puts out a smaller number of high-quality movies as opposed to a big studio like Universal or, you know, Paramount or something that puts out huge tentpole movies all the time, like a couple times a month. Right. Uh, Personally, for me, like I don't see that as a problem. If you're getting less games, but they're good, and they're taking and and it's giving uh, indie game developers the opportunity to make a deal that's good for them in their business, but also offers them creative liberty. So, mm-hmm. you have a note here like this might be a goodwill ploy uh, for EA, but I don't actually necessarily see that as a bad thing. Like no. they're empowering creators who may or may not have had the opportunity to make the game that they wanted to make. And for me, that's a good thing. And I think it's a two-way street, right? The developer benefits from the marketing muscle and, and uh, prowess of EA. press conference mm-hmm. three. And yeah. EA benefits from getting uh, a, a more varied and, and eclectic and, and uh, creative portfolio out mm-hmm. of it that's not just FIFA and Madden. Yeah, and, right. and it also it, it, it has a message that goes against <clears throat> all... I mean, we talk about it all the time about how EA is voted the worst company in the world, which is yeah. just completely yeah, idiotic. Did, o- over yeah. oil company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bank um, of America. And- <laughs> but the fact that they're like helping fund games like Unravel and, and A Way Out. And Joseph Ferris told us at E3, he's like, hey, uh, I wouldn't have signed this deal if I thought EA would meddle in my game. Like, they are not touching this. Like, mm-hmm. And that's my game. Yeah, uh, because uh, Joe is right. I mean, I'm sure Joseph Ferris probably could have signed with other people but because you know you get the benefits of ea yeah. and ea is going to stay out of your way why yeah he, i'm sure he obviously thought yeah. that was a good deal but also him. i don't think like, like a way out on paper is sort of a risky thing because it's a two-player co-op <laughs> narrative driven game yeah. that cannot he's pretty be much been like i want you to play it co-op once and only, only. Once. i was yeah. in the room when that announcement happened when he was like it's co-op only of course you can play online and i was like wait did he a bunch of people whispered like oh yeah you say co-op like, wait, only yeah. like you yeah. have yeah. to play yeah. as two players <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i think this is a bit of a riskier project than people think i mean the, the showing yeah. was awesome but i think yeah. on paper it's, it's a tough thing to put money behind and it's kind of it's just kind of that uh it happens a lot in the movie industry when people go to uh, Kickstarter when they probably could have. Remember when Zach Braff kickstarted totally. that movie and people mm-hmm. are like Zach Braff that really like a star. Yeah, yeah. He could have gotten studio meetings all the time, and it's like yeah. sure he could have, but those studio meetings would have probably come with strings attached, strings that he didn't mm-hmm. want to have. Mm-hmm. So he's got every right to do that. And same with EA and uh, these people who are developing these indie games. Yeah, I think it's cool. All right. I also want to see Morphe. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being like super cool looking. It was uh, it was Sweet Fox Boy. I, now I, there's been like seven <laughs> games with Sweet Fox Boys after that. It's oh true. no. Yeah. Uh, final thing I wanted to say out to your point, Sean. I would rather have one unravel or 
inside or something like this a year than than 12 of the things we read off for no totally and right. like yeah, the I marketplace. yeah like yeah. activision I, tried to get into this a couple of years ago oh, with yeah, uh, geometry Sierra, wars 3 the yeah level. they yeah. tried to resurrect geometry wars and king's quest and that sort of seemed to fiddle like just and then the activision the remembered they're only in it for giant tenpole oh, and that's yeah. their business model <laughs> yeah. it really it really is less is more when it comes to these smaller things like those smaller <laughs> studios just if you put out one great game a year, two great games a year, like you're going to remember those as opposed to ten or fifteen mm-hmm. mediocre ones or bad or worse, bad ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Finally, Nathan from Pocatello, Idaho, represent Pocatello, Idaho. Love it. it says I've heard people say Xbox's first party situation is dire, but good heavens! In the last few months, I have discovered Forza Horizon Three, and I cannot believe how great this game is. I've sunk a lot of hours into it, and it is still one of the best racing games I've played. I think when you have great first-party titles with a ton of replayability, it's okay that there isn't a ton of them. Besides, people keep talking about backlog anyway. Fair point there. So I really wanted to read this for this line. If anyone at Playground Games or Turn 10 Studios is listening, thank you for making one of my favorite games. I thought, oh, we, that, we just don't – we try to remember that, but it's, it's just always good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to say that and remember that. <laughs> to his point, I have also recently discovered Forza Horizon 3. And and I am not a racing guy. Like every time I'm on this podcast, we talk about Forza yeah. Horizon 3. So, <laughs> I mean, it's great. I, I've said this before on air. The last racing game I played, like not counting Mario Kart, uh, <laughs> uh, was San Francisco Rush on the wow. N64. Oh, wow. I am not Deep a racing cut. guy. Not yeah. a racing guy. And after they announced the uh, Hot, Hot Wheels, Wheels expansion, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. that looks really awesome. And so I went out and got it. And man, I've been playing it a lot, and it is a blast. I yeah. genuinely do not know how Playground Games tops that video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why I, they're talented. Does not like they're going to f- hopefully figure it out. But I, I sit here and yeah. go, I have no idea. Well, we know it seems like they're working on a game now <laughs> that's not a racing game. Well, but that's a second team. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a second team. Yeah, we no, assume next year sure. we're getting another Forza game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I mean, the same. Like I, I don't play racing games. But I have played, you played Forza though? I played the heck out of Forza yeah, around three. Like it's super cool. I genuinely wonder if Playgrounds game next year, it, what is certainly next year based on history, yeah. if if they're just going to drop the mic on Horizon and start a new thing, a, yeah. new, a new for a new Forza sub brand, yeah. Like because again, how do you, how do you talk? They need a new challenge for themselves. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Racing probably, trains. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be. I mean, Horizon Three. I it's think like really boring. <laughs> That's it. No, that's in Horizon Three. Is oh, you, you race a train? I thought you meant like you were driving oh. the train, and I was like, that seems so boring. It's on a track. <laughs> Those games are huge in Europe. Honestly, train simulator games are just like, uh, big deal. Yeah, but train racing games. Yeah, <laughs> like here we go. Yeah, yeah. racing, tracing. Uh, so, racing, they call it. but to the question racing. though, is would you would you call is dire a good assessment of what you think the first party? Thing is, of Microsoft, I wouldn't say dire. No, I think their first party is good, not great. Yes, yeah. They did announce like a slew of Xbox primary, whatever uh, exclusive. Those well, those aren't first party, and a lot of developers I've talked to said launch exclusive is should have a giant asterisk next to it. You know, hey, Phil. Phil said that his next priority is the the working on the first party portfolio. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean that's sort of a tangential admission that yes things are a little light yep. right now and mm-hmm. yeah they've he's they, they did backwards compatibility they did hardware with the s and the x mm-hmm. now they need to pick up the yeah. pick up the pace on first yeah, party. in 2013 like playstation's first party was 
It was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was and all in the pipeline. Like, Here's all our games, and then it all just like that's that's why it seems so heavy. Like yeah. for the first like year or so, like they had nothing. Yeah, they. So. I mean, they, they they played it brilliantly. They had uh, the marketing deals on some of the biggest third party games yeah. like Destiny and Star Wars Battlefront, mm-hmm. and they really papered over their first party problem with. With what looked like third Make, party making games almost exclusives, party. even yeah. though they weren't, and yeah, now they they got through that so, obviously very strongly, and mm-hmm. now they yep. now the first party crop is yeah. is blooming. Yeah. I, I think just, I just wonder. Two metal, I, don't think that works. <laughs> I just wonder if it's not an exactly apples to apples comparison with Sony and Microsoft in the first party because Sony has like a stable of first party eleven of them, is right? it, Marty? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was eleven at a time. I think there's probably still eleven. Yeah. yeah. And their whole job is to develop games specifically for PlayStation platforms, but right. Microsoft has a vested interest in PC. So mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what the state of a first-party developer or a third-party developer that's making a game exclusively for their platforms, it seems like it's Microsoft's best interest to put it on multiple platforms. So in reality, it doesn't seem like there will ever be a reality in which Xbox is getting just Xbox games that are AAA and big exclusives Mm -hmm. when it could potentially make more money for the developer and Microsoft to put it on multiple platforms. Well, yeah, Yeah. and Microsoft's MO seems to be not quite games as service, but games with a tail, like we're talking about with Forza Horizons, Mm -hmm. uh, Gears, Halo, you know, even looking at Sea of Thieves, whereas... uh, Sony has sort of been focusing on they might have multiplayer components, but more of single player narrative driven experiences yeah. like Uncharted and like Uncharted and you're so, done. Yeah, and yeah. like Horizon and seemingly Spider Man and God of War, the same thing. So it's, it's yeah. I would I would say it's not apples to apples, but um I wouldn't say Microsoft is dire, but I would say I think they're just a step behind Sony mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. in personally right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, good stuff. Let's move to the news. My favorite news of the week. I was not expecting this given uh, the how long Play Dead has always taken yeah. with their games. And it's not to say it's not going to be a long wait, but uh, you guys might remember after Inside shipped last year, there was a, a, a divorce that became kind of bitterly public. Well, mm-hmm. Not like it was they were bickering in sure. public, but the details of it uh, became public uh, between Dino Patty and... Uh, Ooh. Can't remember the other person's Ooh. name. I feel real bad right now because Pino Daddy. <laughs> that's that's probably it. But anyway, the the sort of two primary co-founders and leads at at Play Dead, uh, they parted ways, uh, and so Dino ended up not at Play Dead. He has now formed a new studio called Jump Ship. Ah! <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. I get it. <laughs> See what you did there. He he went for it. <laughs> Let's let's respawn. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Smart developers like to do this stuff, and it's pretty. It's fun. I, I yeah. appreciate it. Better than the name, though, is the teaser for the Dino's new game. It is called Somerville, and it's only a. It's about a sixty-second teaser. Sean, have you please tell me you've seen this because you're a film guy. Oh, dude, oh, it's, really, it's really good. Sorry, it's really so good. Look it up. Yeah, should look I it watch up, it? Yeah, look it up. What's, while what's I'm hilarious because- is I posted on Twitter and because I, I I was like kind of chilled by the lack of music and I, yeah. you know, inside and limbo don't really have music and they just have like ambient sounds. It's and so spelled, I remember, look how it's spelled. Make sure I remember watching it and and it was very weird. And so there's only like one screenshot you can get from it. Like, yeah. Just maybe the lasers will be in different, you know, variations. And so I put it on Twitter, and then I, I'm like, all right, now I'm going to check my Twitter. And I scroll down, and your tweet was like four 
under me, same screenshot talking about the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's very it has a very sort of minimalist War of the Worlds vibe to it, which yeah. I think is awesome and and again, we don't know what the actual gameplay is like, uh but if it's, you know, well, maybe we could take a cue from Limbo and and inside yeah, yeah. and the sort of I don't even know if it's post-apocalyptic, but like Mid, just apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, all we got was, uh, as far as the description goes, is, is this, that is that a. Whew, let me start that sentence over. Yeah. It's a sci-fi action adventure that chronicles the lives of key individuals in the wake of a global catastrophe. Yeah. Mm. And I, call me crazy here, guys, or agree with me. Well, that would be even better. <laughs> Does it the? I wonder if uh, Dino took the art director of Limbo and Inside with him because right. the. The vibe, the the art in the trailer very much has an inside in color mm-hmm. vibe, which mm-hmm. itself is a evolution from Limbo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even a little, I think a little oh, bit more. It. Yeah, that's a little really bit more cool. color than inside. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, like I think the <laughs> juxtaposition of like the farmhouses in the foreground and these like monolithic spaceship things in the background. I feel like Our inside was all guys, about I've like, now seen it. Okay, good. <laughs> I can now we can start talking about it. <laughs> it's like inside was always about drawing your eye to a certain like you you see a screen you're like what am I supposed to do and it's like but the light always like guides you to show you like hey maybe yeah. there's something over here and that's kind of how it was with with Somerville where it was like here's some like fields and stuff but this is where you should be looking. I feel like the color just gradually gets more and more deep in that top right corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt super inside. Well, one of the things that I thought found really interesting about both Limbo and Inside is that they're primarily in terms of gameplay 2D games yeah. what you're doing yes. is in a 2D aspect yes. yeah. but the way your eye is drawn is mm-hmm. very three dimensional and very depth oriented yeah. like there are lots of times when you're doing something in the foreground but looking at something in the background yeah. and it's so interesting it feels like it's this fleshed out world and just based on basically that one shot that I saw in this Somerville trailer like it seems like that same yeah. sort of thing right mm-hmm. like you mentioned the houses and like the planes in the foreground but then that giant skyscraper and like what appears to be like a space battle or at least mm-hmm. like anti-air cannons like firing in the background well, like I don't think that's so a skyscraper cool. it looked like an alien it looks like a sh- space oh, really? skyscraper yeah, yeah. This is kind of why I don't watch things on my phone. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it looks cool. This I, I'm suddenly reminded, Play Dead, the you know current Play Dead, which is not Dino. Mm-hmm. Remember they put out a piece of art for their next game. Remember that a few months ago, and the joke was uh, was that it was outside. <laughs> Are you remembering this <laughs> yeah, now, Marty? Yeah. No, and I do. what's funny is Somerville. Is also Look, outside. outside. <laughs> so uh, I want it'll be interesting to see how how those two games end up. Yeah, deep impact Armageddon out. scenario. Yeah, Ooh. Bugs Life ants. That's right. It happens. Yeah, ants is so bad. <laughs> Talking about ants. DreamWorks learning how to learning the ropes back in the day. Yeah. All right. So yes, if you have not. Watch that Somerville teaser. Please look it up on it's like IGN. thirty seconds. Just watch yeah. it. <laughs> and it's Somerville. It's S O M E R. Somerville. Also, if you haven't played Inside, go. You're uh, arrested. Still, I was just about to say, like, I'm gonna go play cops. that again. Still yeah. my Inside, game of the Inside, year. It's like thirty seconds. Just put no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still, agree. Like, yeah. It was still my game, game of the year, and it's, it's still not close. It's, uh, I have time has done nothing to. What was game of the year that year? I lost game of the year. We gave it over. Yeah, we were wrong. I don't know. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, the witness was clearly the game of the year. I think. Wait, the, so we all three almost of us like waited. we all. Have, What's your game uh, that year? So we're talking about last year. Last year. Yeah. Were you in the Overwatch contingent? No. With IGN? No. no, no. no. <laughs> like nobody uh, on the show. I mean, I get why Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I respect it. I get it. it. Yeah. I played it a little bit. Uh, it would probably be inside. Inside was so good. It's the correct answer. Three out of four. Uh, but actually, 
No, I'd probably unlocked I'd, game of the I'd, year. I'd probably say Uncharted Four, mm. uh, but Inside was really close. Yeah, somewhere from Australia, Alana's screaming Dishonored too. Yeah, she <laughs> is. <She's, laughs> Dishonored. <laughs> was that, was that what your that was like? No, it's very British. That was, oh, that was not I at all. Talked to her in a crikey about a week, but man, <laughs> Dishonored. <laughs> there you go. That's better. It's closer. <laughs> She's still cringing. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a breakout. Just Our, that right. <laughs> well, no, speaking of breakouts, so this one, this is, uh, I think, very justifiably got Xbox fans upset, and I think this is real dumb. On uh, not on the fans' part, on the company's part, on Activision's part, I thought that the Call of Duty Four remastered standalone release was inevitable. I thought it was going to happen in January or February Same. after that initial holiday surge of uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare sales happened, and where you had to buy it with the eighty dollar edition mm-hmm. in order to get the Call of Duty Four remaster. I was off by about six months. Uh, that remaster is out by itself. This week, for $40, still has paid DLC in it, by the mm. way, multiplayer DLC. However, it's not on Xbox. Or and PC. There is, or PC. <clears throat> there is no date for it as of now. It's PS4 first with, quote, according to Activision, other platforms to follow. This is simply stupid. This is real dumb. It's one thing if you are making a deal for timed exclusivity on right. a Tomb Raider, a brand new trip. I mean, even that was, I, you know, we've covered that a million times. Of like, yeah, Tomb Raider or Street Fighter Five were had their own equal levels of mm-hmm. dumb to them. But right, but there's you also can understand like, it. theories that those games may not have been like may have been helped with funding because of that. Of course, of course, this game is done. Right, yeah. but <laughs> like what, it was. But that's that's, not even, that's not even the dumb part. That's the dumb part. It's a timed exclusive on a, a ten-year-old video game. Right. That is the most absurd thing. Yeah. I have read this week, I and I spend all day reading the internet, yeah. Marty. I also can't believe it's forty dollars. Forty dollars. Yeah, crazy. Uh, that's insane. From that's the, more than Infinite Warfare. I think you can get Infinite Warfare for like thirty bucks now. From yeah. the company that brought you the twenty-dollar remaster of marvel ultimate alliance <laughs> which was or no sorry no not 20 it was that was 42 so yeah, i, I it just dropped down the 20 yeah, in, the, uh, it, in the sony sale this week <laughs> uh yeah. yeah i mean come on i so i guess i'll just pop in my th- backwards compatible 360 copy and play yeah. it then. i mean the remastered of this is really good it, it uh, is like it's, this is like yeah a lot of great work went into it yeah by Raven totally and, yeah um but this this 40 dollars with paid dlc and not available on everything right now is it's really dumb. I mean, this is, again, anti-consumer. We talk about that yeah. sometimes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I beat the drum about this topic on uh, our fire team, our on fire team chat, our Destiny podcast, because mm. for the last couple years, uh, Xbox players have kind of gotten the shaft when it comes to mm-hmm. platform exclusive content. Finally, getting that gun soon, though. Oh yeah, yeah. actually, after, after <laughs> Destiny Two comes out, after Destiny Two, that's comes that's out. the that's the thing right it now. If you look at so these, like, much. these like, this chain of events where it's like Destiny Two is is most of that stuff exclusive <clears throat> until 2018. Then it's like here's some Destiny One stuff after Destiny Two comes out. So <laughs> great, yeah. And then Call of Duty Four, it, it feels. I mean, yeah. I just I I want to put I want it on the record because I don't think I've talked about it too much on Unlocked. I talk about it all the time on Fireteam Chat, but I'm against platform exclusive content of any kind, regardless of which way it goes. I think it's anti-consumer, right? 
in these situations, though, either there's like an extra level of cynicalness, mm-hmm. cynicism. That's Thank the you. right word. Yep. Okay. Uh, Nailed it. I'm in a room full of journalists. I got to use the right uh, verbiage here. But like, this is a 10 year old game. This is a game that we've all experienced. I mean, that many players had experienced before on the PS3 and Xbox 360 generations. It seems ultra cynical to put it to put something great out there that gamers want to play, and that uh, for a game that had a lot of goodwill, mm-hmm. and then alienate a huge chunk of the audience for some presumably simply financial reason. Sure. For on the yeah. business I mean, side, I mean, hey, I get Sony saying yes to it as part yeah. of because uh, this is clearly part of their well, whole works better their them. whole Call yeah. of Duty mm-hmm. marketing association and deal that they have with Sony. But I, I mean, Activision, if they had thought a moment about fans, should have said, "Oh, well, we're exempting this." This is not going to be well, especially like, uh, and I can't imagine Sony would have really batted an eyelash. Yeah, at that. I feel like my, the original Modern Warfare is one of those third-party games that is also synonymous with the 360. Just because yeah, of absolutely, absolutely. I was just going to say, just a decade the time. ago, yeah. like man, yeah, Xbox and Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and yeah. now a decade later, and it's like so silly, silly Activision. Thumbs down on this one. Gave you the thumbs down. Thumbs down. You can't. You got them with not a, taking a it free thumb down. Yeah. Sean gave it two. Good luck recovering from that multi-billion dollar yeah, corporation. We honestly think Activision will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> They'll survive. It's uh, the gamers that will be fine. All right. A uh, couple last quick notes here. Raf Colantonio, he is the, I hope I pronounced his last name I right. you got it. I hope so. Yeah. He's the studio head at Arcane, makers of Dishonored and most recently Prey. He has uh, he is stepping down. He put up a blog on Bethesda's website saying, "quote in part quote the last eighteen years have been an amazing adventure from starting Arcane in nineteen ninety nine to making our first game Arcs Fatalis to joining Zenimax in twenty ten and releasing the Dishonored series and Prey to critical acclaim. It is time for me to step out to spend some time with my son and reflect on what is important to me and my future." Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been He's nearly earned. two decades doing this. Yeah. yeah, take a break, take a little sabbatical. Do I get to do that after? I'm at, once I'm you hit your twenty year. I'm mark? at fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. close. Yeah, five more. Just years. release a couple of dishonored games. I've been taking a dang it. Is that, I have to actually make yeah. something someone wants, <laughs> someone likes. Yeah, um, I think it's great. I don't think this yeah, is. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you have these studio departures, like we talked about the the Play Dead stuff, a lot of times there's a lot of drama behind yes. it, or we worry mm-hmm. like, oh, does this mean the sky is falling? Right. I think this paragraph just sums it up perfectly of i've been doing this a long time and i'd like a breather and spending time with my family which is more important than video games makes me think of like jack trenton so like playstation was in a bad spot and then then it's like all of a sudden it's like ps4 is like amazing and jack trenton's like cool all right guys i'm out he well he he talked about that i interviewed him for ign unfiltered and he talked about that very thing where he's just like it's like why would you leave on top and it's like you would say that prey and dishonor two amazing games it's like drop the mic it's like he's just I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've done <laughs> it. I think it also shows faith in the, the people who are still there. Whether yes. It's, yeah, Harvey you know, Smith. Yeah, whether it's Arcane and Leon or in Austin. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I fully expect whatever they do next after the, uh, was it Mask of the Outsider? Death of the Outsider? Oh, the Dishonored, sort of standalone, standalone. expansion yeah, thing yeah. that's mm-hmm. coming out? Uh, whatever's after that, I'm assuming it's going to be up to the same quality as everything we just mentioned. Also, I forgot they did Arcs of Talos. I like that game a lot. Yeah, that was always one of those really good idea games yeah. that never could quite put all its pieces sure, together sure, into sure. one like mind-blowing sort yeah. of package which they took that fair, leap yeah. with dishonor yeah yeah mm-hmm. but uh i also admire people who reassess their life at like regular periods and yeah. try and take like the next step because clearly he you know 
he's at the head or was at the head of a very successful studio, had great creative and I'm sure uh, critical like crit- critical and commercial successes in games. Once you've hit that level, it's very, I imagine, very easy to be like, I can just coast and chill and do whatever and make a bunch of money and then keep doing the same thing over and over again. Personally, as an artist, I find it inspiring that people i find it inspiring when people take a look at their success and be like how do i get to the next level yeah. absolutely well and another trend for like game devs is there's a good chance he'll be back in a year with an indie studio i like, think that that's a i mean i was going to bring up cliff blazinski yeah yep. that's exactly what retired I was like, now he now he retires and then lawbreakers i don't know how you know i don't know what raf's life is like like cliff mm-hmm. has <clears throat> Also on unfiltered, unfiltered, we learned Cliff has fu he's, money. He's from, got a lot of money <laughs> from uh, the Facebook buyout of Oculus. He was an early investor, so Oof. Cliff Cliff could and did walk away. But you know the itch, the itch started right. that started up right. for Cliff again, and he started a new indie studio and now has Lawbreakers. So, so yeah, I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if basically you're right. what I'm saying, Ryan, is in five years when you leave, you're just going to start your own Xbox podcast. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I think it depends on the no. person, but like you talk to Cliff. Remember, I remember we'd had Cliff on the show and through IGN of many times before yeah. he retired. He uh, he knows us. We know him. The, the moment he retired, there was speculation about like, oh, is he done forever? And I was like, have you talked to that dude? Like, mm-hmm. he is so passionate about fire. Like, there's, no there's no way yeah. he's done. And I have mm-hmm. the same sort of sense, even if I've never met or even talked to this guy, Raf. That like people who are so driven in. Uh, uh, to make sort of games that attain this level of critical and commercial success that you don't, that passion doesn't just like evaporate. Yeah. He may have be some back. smaller ideas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There, there are not, I mean, there are not a lot of uh, Barry Sanders is out there who just, who drop the mic and never come back mm-hmm. for there, It's, there's a lot more Michael Jordans out there who yeah. like, uh, all right, I'm coming back. And I'm done. And I'm coming back again. <laughs> I imagine like a guy like, and that's okay. If you're with, creative, a guy like Cliff who leaves, and so it, the second he leaves, and he reads something that says, "Is this the next Gears of War?" He's like, "Oh no, I'm not like." That. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's gonna leave, and someone's gonna be like, "Is this the next Dishonored?" And he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm coming back." <laughs> I could totally yeah. see that. So we'll see. But in the meantime, best wishes to Raf, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome for you and mm-hmm. your family. Finally, this week, Phil Spencer. Just a quick note on Twitter saying that over 1 million people have downloaded Phantom Dust, which is the, it's not a remaster, it's just kind of a re-release of the original Xbox game, but for Xbox One. Uh, the first it, step towards backwards compatibility. Exactly. <laughs> it is free, so yeah. uh, why not give it a try if you have not already? Yeah. It, was a, it was the very definition of a cult classic. It was so cult, even I didn't play it yeah. back uh, working at LXM. Wow. But, you. I never played it. Yeah. This one slipped through the cracks on me. Did you play this one? Like no, now that I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it. Yeah. It's uh it still slipped through the cracks on me. <laughs> the, cracks, like, the cracks have only gotten bigger. There's too many new good <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, but uh you know, it is what it is. So yeah, give it a go. It's still out there, it's still free if you <laughs> are interested in checking it out. Mark Medina. That's me. Go your way, my friend. What can we spend our money on besides f- a free copy of Phantom Dust? Yeah. For Xbox uh, One. It What's says out there? none. Back to you. Nothing. Back to me. That's, <laughs> how about, uh, so how about no, digitally? How about if you turn retail. on your Xbox? All right. Digital. Uh, Valkyria Revolution. It's like a RPG thingy. Um, 
the official genre classification. Yeah, the RPG right, right, thingy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you need me to give reviews for all these games, yeah. Yeah. Diablo yeah. might have helped us when we were classifying our top 100 yeah. RPGs of all time. If right. Included. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> you, you should have asked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Diablo Three Eternal Collection includes all DLC, including the new Necromancer for forty dollars. This game rules. And it's, it's, apparently, and it's the Necromancer so is super good. I sunk. I don't know. 700 hours into Diablo really? when it yeah. first came Diablo out. Three. Uh, so three? Into three? Three and on Reaper PC? of Souls combined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on PC. Okay, yeah. Uh, so much so that like when I was looking over James Duggan's shoulder over there, mm-hmm. one of our other producers, and he was playing the new Necromancer, I was like, oh my god, that looks awesome. Happening again. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I talked to James. He's like, it's it's Diablo 3 with the Necromancer. He's like, but the Necromancer is just it's super cool. Yeah. So <laughs> Also, just Diablo 3 is dated now, but it's, it's so cool. It's, it's so good on awesome. console too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yes. super fun. Yeah, on console. it's arguably I it mostly on PC. But. It, I think it's arguably better on Xbox One or PS4, only because I think the controls. No, I, <laughs> dude, it's I, different. It's good. I am diehard. I Diablo One. I go back to Diablo One, Diablo Two, and the <clears> first <throat> time I played Diablo Three when it first came out was on PC. I think it just is awesome. I mean, it is really, really good. And with the split screen, the same screen co-op. That's true. That's cool. It's like, it's arcade in a way. It's more arcade. It it feels more like a twin stick shooter on a console. Yeah. Opposed to, because you use your mouse to move. Yeah. 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 Also, like, every class has a role. Which is not how the PC version is. Yeah, I just think like as a P, I played it first on PC, so maybe I'm a little bit biased here. But just like the uh, the effects and the enemy number on screen, like you can't replicate it on console. Like there's just so many more enemies on screen in the PC version, and you but feel like you're just tearing through like hordes and hordes of. But it's, it's phenomenal really cool. on the console. Oh yeah, no I mean, doubt. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to slide it. I do love the console version a lot. That was the first. That was the first game I got on Xbox One when it came out. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, moving on, the Golf Club Two. Finally, we're Get, fine. getting that sequel. We're fine. We didn't ask for uh, this. Do you think I? Do you think you have to play the Golf Club One? Understand why? <laughs> how, how his wife? Do you have to watch yeah. the first three hundred one episodes of podcast yeah. unlocked? His yeah. wife is Understand in the club. In <gasps> oh, <laughs> <fire> commando! <laughs> <laughs> I love you, honey. Uh, <laughs> Broken Age. Yes, it says yay. Thank good. Finally. Yeah. Oh, this is such good news. Yeah, it's been, what, now everyone years? can play this. Over two years, yeah. I think. I think Since so. it came to PS4 and PC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Broken Age is the uh, massively successful crowdfunding adventure double, game double from fun. Double Fine, yeah. Tim Schafer. Uh, gorgeous art, uh, super Real smart good. puzzles, and super endearing characters. Uh, funny as heck. Uh, if you don't know what the game is about, don't read it. Just go play it. Yeah, cannot recommend it enough. This is the game that like put like Kickstarter on the map, right? Like, this is one of the first yeah, just about, major right? giant successes. Yeah, this yeah. and Shovel Knight. Yeah. Cool. Uh, chess Ultra. Yeah, we're fine. That's, okay. well, Keep moving. Play real get, chess. get even. This is a weird Polish murder mystery time travel game that I've been reading about for years. I'm not going to play it. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to you. That's, why, reading about that's my hot game. take. I want everyone to know what no, I thought no, of Get Even. Marty's like, I'm over it. Uh, Grim Legends 2, smart song. Marty's choosing to get mad rather than Get Even. I'm just, I just got apathetic. <laughs> Mark get, saw where I was Get apathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grim Legends 2, Song of the Dark Swan. No. No, you can't name a game that. That's a pretty bad name. It's not good. That's, that's weird. Come on. Yeah, not great. Okay, uh, marketplace. Uh, wait, what's the, what's the difference between the marketplace? If you just if you already have Diablo three and just oh, want to okay, grab it, okay, so yeah. you can get the Necromancer for just fifteen bucks, which is that's not it, terrible. I mean, I, I, that's a little steep if you ask me. But so? I mean, yeah, you can play through the whole game again, but uh. I guess it depends on like how different it is. I don't know. 
Anyways, yeah. uh, I mean, how much are I guess how I, much are DLC characters for like I guess uh, I should, fighting games? I don't know. That's a good Not question. Fifteen dollars, I don't think. Sure, but I mean, I suppose I I suppose I shouldn't. I feel like you can arguably because, do more than I guess because what the game is. It takes at least what 10 12 hours to roll through the game and if you wanted yeah. to roll through the whole thing as a new 15, character. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's not that bad. But, but again, yeah, well, the once other you beat the game then you get the champion levels. I mean, they get, that game lasts yeah, forever. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to say is like you underestimate like the majority of the game happens after you beat the campaign and max yeah. out your character. Like that's when you start yeah. getting all your paragon points and start like leveling up for torment and all that like Who shit. Yep. I don't know. You end up uh, spending a lot of time in that game. It's like Destiny. So the June Games of Gold, we got Speedrunners. That's almost over. It ends on the 30th. Yep. Watchdogs, uh, that ends. That's still, still the going. middle of July, so you yeah. still got time. Dragon Age Origins ends on the 30th as well. Mm-hmm. And Phantom Dust, the deal for DLC for Phantom Free Dust. Free DLC, yes. Is, is till the 30th. Um, and then for July with Games with Gold, we have Grow Up. That's for all of July. Runbow, which is... July 16th through August 15th, Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days, all of, uh, first half of July, and Lego Pirates of the Soundtrack by Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, the video game, last half of July. Also, we make videos showing what game plays for all these, so you guys should watch. Which them. is good because I legitimately have not, I am not familiar with Grow Up or Runbow. Yeah. So. Well, Grow Up was the Ubisoft indie game where you sort yep. of climb up, climb up. Beanstalk is like oh, a little yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Runbow is a fun multiplayer game. This is a it's solid month. This is an amazing month, but all four it's of these free. games. Candy Lynch 2 has some really interesting ideas. I like the fact that it's this competitive co-op of where you can sell your buddy out in order yes. to get more money at the end of a level. Yes. I really like that. Uh, and the, the Lego Pirate game is just a Charming Lego game, as any. Yeah, somebody in the comments was talking about because people were saying it's kind of a weak month, but somebody was saying like, "Don't write off Lego Pirates of the Caribbean." Yeah. Like this one guy was like championing it, was talking about how good it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's just four solid games. It's free. Mm-hmm. Get them. It's exactly. It's free. Yeah. Why not? It's July, so yeah. what else? There's no new. There aren't any new games to play. Well, and for the Crash Bandicoot, we know it's not free. We know you have to pay for the <laughs> subscription. Xbox, free. Marty. Xbox. <laughs> also, the game's twenty years old. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. All right, let's move to the Unlock Block trivia segment. Will Fabian, whose gamer tag is Billy Three Sticks with an X at the end, uh, he sends in our question this week. It is Splinter Cell related. You guys remember that I uh, chose the hill to die on with my. E3 prediction, hoping that Splinter, Splinter Cell, Cell was going to happen. Didn't happen. I'm not surprised it didn't happen. But nevertheless, Will picking up the torch and asking a Splinter Cell-related trivia question this week. He says, Don Jordan is the voice for Irving Lambert in all the Splinter Cell games. Now, Irving Lambert's your, your boss, the guy giving you your missions and talking to you in your ear throughout your missions. So he was uh, – Don Jordan played Irving Lambert in every Splinter Cell game except for one. Since uh, everybody's talking about original Xbox backwards compatibility right now, and I very badly want Chaos Theory to be added to that list, who was the voice actor that played Lambert in that one game that wasn't Don Jordan, which happened? That game was Splinter Cell: Pandora Tomorrow, which was the second game. It was a good video game. It was real good. It introduced Spies versus Mercenaries multiplayer. Uh, the campaign was was very excellent as well. So, who played uh, Lambert in that in Pandora Tomorrow? Was it Dennis Haysbert? Samuel L. Jackson, Mike Coulter, or Chad L. Coleman? Do you gentlemen know the answer to this? I actually do know this one because I'm obsessed with Splinter Cell. Okay. I sort of think I know it, so I'm going to go last. All right. I'm going to go Sean's way first. I have no idea, but I think two of them are definitely not it. So I'm going to go with 
A, Dennis Haysbert. Okay. Chad L. Coleman sounds like a made-up name. Mark Medina. Samuel Jackson sounds like a made-up name, so I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go with uh, C, Mike Coulter. Why not? On, all right. We'll go on with uh, – I'm really glad uh, Dustin's not here to start screaming about Locke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, don't even, I honestly don't even know who Chad Coleman is. I, for some reason, I immediately – before I even read the answers, I was like, Dennis Haysbert's done voices in Splinter Cell. And I don't know if it was this character, and I don't know if any of that's real. I just know he's the president on 24, and I feel like 24 was really popular during Pandora Tomorrow. Oh. I'm going to uh. go with that. Hey. All right, I see your logic. We have two Dennis Haysberts and oh, a Mike Coulter. Thought he was going <laughs> to give it to us. I preemptively celebrated. <laughs> Wait, am I right? Now you can celebrate. <laughs> yes, you yeah. guys, yes, Dennis Haysbert. Good job, the Shark is on the board. <laughs> yeah, well, finally. I, it's been, you've had a, a donut on there all year. Well, to be fair, I'm rarely on the show. I know. So but it's fun to give you credit. I'm with anyway. you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I have like a couple points. Mark still you, are you? Yes. Two, Mark has two. We need to let you start thing. chiming in from the from the. Ryan controls. offered at the beginning of the year, and I was like, I don't know if that's professional. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Uh, yes, the show. Just worried my boss. The utmost like, professionalism. Yeah, I'm just worried my bosses are gonna be like Finnegan. Why are you chiming in over the PA, man? Oh, it's like an hour into the episode. They don't. No one listens that far. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> and uh, Marty, you have tied Destin for the for the year lead. Eight points. Suck it, D-Money. So we've got ourselves a ball game, Real they like to say. So wait, is Chad L. Coleman a real person? I have no idea. <laughs> God, yeah, I definitely haven't heard of him. He may very well be an incredible Broadway actor that all of us are just completely unfamiliar yeah. with. What but, year was Pandora Tomorrow? Uh, that was 2000... Nope, hold on. Uh, Splinter Cell was 02. I think it was 04. I want to yeah. say it was spring 04 because then Chaos Theory was spring 05 because it was back to the Montreal team. Mm. Pandora Tomorrow was done by Shanghai. Ubisoft gotcha. Shanghai. I've never played a Splinter Cell game. Ever. It's not, dude. Dude. It's out. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not just, mad. We're just disappointed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm kind of mad. <laughs> little, little, like every time I come on the show, it's like talking about a game I haven't played or a whole series. Mass Effect. You shouldn't have brought that up. Don't, you're digging your own grave deeper here. You haven't played. Ma- oh, you played right. Oh, now, now I've played Andromeda, the best, the best one. <laughs> oh man, that like I know you're joking, but it still kind of cuts me because yeah. I love Mass Effect, yeah. the first one. Uh, oh. If you would like to try and stump the panel, please send your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers and note the correct answer in your email, please, and email that to unlocked at IGN.com. Again, we're just playing for fun these days. The winner gets the winner at the end of the year gets that trophy that's being made by one of our awesome listeners as we speak. Let's go home, shall we? It is uh, lunchtime. Go home. Or in Marty's week. Several, several hours of meetings. Meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I remind you that IGN Prime is an excellent way to uh, get an ad-free experience on IGN while also keeping the lights on around here, keeping us employed. $30 Per year, we'll get you an ad-free experience on, uh, on IGN videos and IGN's desktop website and, pres- I think, mobile, too. <laughs> and you can sign up for that at IGN.com slash prime if you're interested. Marty? Yes. Who are you? Where can we find you? And uh, you can follow me on all the things at McBiggity with two Gs and two Ts. Uh, we brought this up earlier. We put up a bunch of tech features, and a lot of them don't make any sense. Uh, but one of them was a roundup of the best 4K TVs on the market right now, for gaming specifically. Mm. Uh, and so a lot of people ask, especially with the announcement of the Xbox One X, that if pe- folks want to jump into that finally this fall, that they want to upgrade to a 4K TV, yes. which one do I choose? Uh, this feature has sort of a... a wide price range and and sort of the best one in each range and then you mentioned that you found out which one 
we have in the office. Yeah, right? people keep asking me. Yeah. So it is the Samsung KS8000 series. Uh, we have the 65-inch out there because we have a giant space for it. Mm-hmm. That would not fit in my home yeah. Should I, if I had the money <laughs> for it. But yeah, it comes in different different sizes. Different sizes. And a bunch, yeah, and a bunch of individuals have bought the Altano pair. Caleb have all purchased that, and yep. they all are very happy with it. So, yes. There you go. Sean. Follow me on social at Shop by Finnegan. Um, it's post E3. A lot of great E3 coverage out there that we produced that no one has even found yet just because there's so much of it. So head to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash IGN to check that out. Also, uh, I co-host a Destiny show here on IGN called Fireteam Chat with our own Destin Legary, Fran Mirabelle, and CJ Gibson. And if you're into that kind of thing, well, it's about to get real interesting for you because we have the beta for Destiny 2 coming up in like two weeks, three weeks. Uh, and the sequel, a full sequel coming out in just a few months. So we're going to have a lot of cool coverage, especially in this next it's not month. Not even. It's like two months and change now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Close. Woo. It's right around the corner. You'll finally have impressions of that gun coming to Xbox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll make a special feature about the gun that PlayStation players have had for two years now Yeah. that we will finally on Xbox get to try out after the sequel real, is released. Real topical. Yeah. So keep an eye out on uh, uh, keep an eye on IGN for a bunch of Destiny stuff coming up in the next few months. Cool. Mark, uh, social at Mark underscore Medina. Um, let's see. In the post E three world, it's been like so the Steam summer sale is going on right now. So it's just I, I feel like my life has been making videos to show people what games they should be playing like before like you know fall hits. So it's like this is what's on Steam Summer Sale or uh, me and one of the features people, Chloe, make here's awesome games you missed and it's indie focused. And it's basically been my life right now. Doing some reader service. That's good. Yeah. Just like here are some really cool games you should play. Mm -hmm. And Steam Summer Sale is awesome. Yeah. Excellent. really cheap too. Uh, I am at DMC underscore Ryan. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, Unfiltered, IGN Unfiltered, just wrapped up for another month. So we're going back after this. We've been... Well, long story short, starting with next month, ep- the July episode, we're going back to just the one full video rather than like trying to do a chunk of it each week. Mm-hmm. People seem to just want the whole thing. Uh, we're going to go back to that. I'm really excited about July's guest. It's one of my legit game design heroes. He's, he's the maker of what I would consider what is one of my top five games of all time. So looking forward to sharing that interview. Uh, uh, probably, I think it's going to be the middle of July. We'll publish that. And I produced that episode, and I don't know who you're talking about. That's because we shot like five of them yeah. in a week. And we've been, yeah, we've been rolling them out. Sean had his eyes closed month. the whole time. He was trying to guess by voice. And I was here. I remember. They were all fascinating. I just don't know which one you're referring to. Yeah. yeah. It was also like months ago now. It was, it was, it was back during oh, GDC. GDC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Everybody was in town. So Very cool. Shot a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, that wraps it <clears> up. <throat> Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you do not already, we're at youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked. Uh, or and or subscribe audio wise on any of your favorite podcast services. For Mr. Medina Finnegan, Mr. Sleva, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlock 302, and we'll see you next week. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.